With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again on this Friday morning is Shay Dixon. Shay, you got the visitors list up. Um, I'm knee-deep in a basketball thread. Our Friday mornings are going. Yeah, people are uh, people are mad three games in. I was it's reading a, that thread. They are not happy with basketball. It's three and it's a, it's, it's good to it's good to have healthy engagement on the board. Three games in, I had three blowouts in, and uh, coming off a win over UNO. So basketball wise, it's it's fun. Um, but there is a football game this weekend, Shay, and it is not an SEC game. It is uh, against UAB at home, senior night. And uh, a game where LSU is a little over two touchdown favorites. I actually haven't checked the spread uh, in a couple of days. Still at 15. But, yeah. Okay. 15. Yeah. 15. So, um, but I still, you know, we'll get into it, but I think this is a quality UAB team despite being five and five on the season. Um, I just watched UAB beat the brakes off of my North Texas mean green. And um, so, yeah, there's plenty to talk about here. We'll get into, um, you know, injuries as well, uh, which I guess we could start with. Brian Thomas was cleared. Uh, I watched the Brian Kelly press conference yesterday. He said he was good to go. Um, other than that, we did not get an update on whether they would start Garrett Dellinger. And um, what else? Who, who am I missing? Did you say Brian Thomas? Yeah, Brian Thomas was, was, yeah, was the one. That's probably about the big news. I mean – Man, the 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 I don't want to I don't want to jinx anything. Knock on wood, obviously, but the, again, the the preparation, the health of the team, and everything like that. Just the coaching staff and the the medical staff, and you know, all the training staff deserves a lot of credit for how well this team has held up. Again, knock on wood, sure, but man, uh, outside of Mason's, you know, a couple players out for the year, they've they've done really well on a week to week basis. Uh, and he also, Brian Kelly, said on Thursday, we put up the list of 17 seniors that would be participating this weekend. There were some names not on that list. Um, Jaden Daniels, though I guess he graduated from Arizona State and lists himself as a junior. But Greg Brooks wasn't on the list. John Emery, uh, Jay Bramplett, who graduated from Notre Dame, so he doesn't technically have to take part in it. But uh, Kelly said, he, without giving it away, he said there'll be guys in the next couple of weeks that announce their intentions to stay or go or whatever it might be. So we'll keep an ear to the ground on that. Um, but boy, obviously people want to see Jaden Daniels return for another year. Uh, Greg Brooks would be a massive piece back in the secondary. You'd love to see John Emery for another year. So uh, will be something to monitor, but all those guys obviously will be playing this weekend in the game. Maddie B give us just off the top of your head. You watched UAB's entire game a week ago. Yeah, and they, I and I went. They back. just run the football. Is that what we're going to take away here? So, um, I also went back and watched a game against Liberty early, in, which was earlier in the season. They, in my opinion, outplayed Liberty uh, from top to bottom. The problem was in that Liberty game; it was a rainy game day. They had three fumbles and one muffed punt, 
And so they end up losing to Liberty by seven. A muffed um, punt, you say? Yeah, on muff, muffed punt. So uh, they've they had their own troubles there. But it's it's a team that I think you know outplayed Liberty, uh, lost in double overtime to UTSA, who's a, a very good team for those who don't know. Uh, you know, uh, they've lost some really close games. Their quarterback Dylan Hopkins was out for a three game stretch, and they lost all three of those games. You know, one of those being UTSA, Western Kentucky, and FAU. So. They got him back last week against North Texas. He looked sharp. I actually think he's a really solid G5 quarterback. Um, he's completed 67% of his passes. Uh, his yards per attempt is near 10, which is really high. Um, so um, quarterback position, they're solid, but this is a team that runs the ball first and foremost. They have a really good one-two punch. One of the Probably the best one-two punch. Uh, I'm not going to say the entire G5, but one of the best G- – one, two punches at running back in the entire G5. I mean, Dwayne McBride is uh, amongst the, the country leaders in rushing I think, yards. I think he leads the, yeah, I think he leads at yards per game in the 150s. Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, seven yards per carry, 17 touchdowns. I mean, Dwayne McBride is, he's a tank, man. He is a tank. And then right after him, you got Jermaine Brown who comes in and is a really good change of pace for them who average just 70 yards a game, basically. So, um, that's going to be a good test for this defense, um, a defense that I think overall is solid against the run. I think they've had some ups and downs throughout the year. Uh, that's going to be a really interesting uh, point of emphasis. But, yeah, that's basically the, the Auburn offense at a at a glance. Good quarterback, high completion percentage there. But, really, they base everything around the run game with um, those two backs and play action pass. So, um, and UAB, for those who don't know, I mean, we are, you know, not, we're not, we're close to Alabama. So maybe a lot of people do know, but year in, year out, since reinstating their football team, I think in 2017, they have consistently been one of the best teams in Conference USA winning championships. So it's not a team that's going to come in, you know, I, I don't think going to come in completely overwhelmed at the moment. They have been a good program for a while. Uh, I think you called him at one point the Auburn offense. Or were you talking about the Auburn offense? I think, yeah, I think they're 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 oh similar. they're similar. They're, uh, I would is, are they better than Auburn on offense? I have a better. Uh, I put their quarterback over Ashford. You know, it, uh, I mean, Tank Bigsby's a beast, back. obviously, yeah. but these guys it, can run the football. Yeah, it's it's close. It's close. Um, I I think that it, it would be an interesting it'd be an interesting game where you well, just get a bunch Brian, of runs. Brian Kelly said, and I think people got a little surprised when this game was only a two touchdown spread, but Brian Kelly said what we thought even before the season was before Bill Clark stepped down, their head coach, who's really yeah. phenomenal head coach, helped rebuild yeah. that program, as Matty B was saying, there was a thought that they would be the Tulane or the, you know, whomever yep. UCF of this year that they had a chance to get some quality wins and potentially uh, crash a New Year's six-day party. They end up being, what, five and five. But Brian Kelly said, look, this is the same team that everybody thought going into the year. Like, their quarterback's back. They run the ball well. They've just had some really tough breaks. And if they had a you know double OT with UTSA, lose against Liberty in the rain, as you mentioned, in week two, um, lose their quarterback and end up losing those three games – Brian Kelly was kind of like, hey, look, this could look a lot different on the win-loss column pretty easily for UAB, who's been on the wrong side of seemingly everything uh, this year in terms of going wrong. And they lost to Rice at one point without their quarterback. Yeah, the, the Rice game the Rice game, and the FAU game, I think they outgained those opponents by like 120-plus yards and end up losing the game. So it's like 
they they have um not had they've had some bad breaks which you know can be their fault can be you know out of their control but um yeah i think giving them a couple like if they were seven and three i think this would be hyped up to be you know a, a much more interesting game from from the outside world and from i think lsu fans yeah, and it's I guess what we're reiterating here or driving home is this is not going to be like A&M plays UMass this week, like a late season non-con game. UMass might have won. I think they won a game this year, and it wasn't even a power. Like, teams wasn't country. even a D1 game. Like yeah. you roll over them. UAB, you are not rolling over even at five and five. So um, we'll be interesting to see one of their. Uh, you also did kind of a breakdown on their defense. Uh, not great against the run. Kind of been spotty at times, but. Their linebackers are a strength, and shout out former LSU linebacker Tyler Taylor. If people didn't know, that's where he ended up after uh, getting dismissed by Coach O, and now he's been over at UAB balling out. Yeah, they got him, and they have a Noah Wilder, really, really good linebacker core. Uh... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think this is a perfect game. If we want to look at this, obviously we want to look at this from LSU perspective. I think this is a really good chance for LSU's offense to face a a defense that's competent, but a defense that they, if they execute at a high level, they should be able to score the ball. I think that's going to be the big thing here is this isn't a defense that has a Drew Sanders. This isn't a defense that has, you know, a bunch of NFL guys on it, which they actually, you know, they have in the past, if you look at it, but it's going to be a defense that is going to be really sound, has good linebackers, should fill the gaps well in the run game. I mean, it's going to force LSU to play at a reasonably high level to move the ball, and that's what I'm excited for. And that's why I think this is actually a good place to play this game. Uh, while, yeah, sure, you'd love a bye week where you play UMass or, or New Mexico, I think coming off of last week's game against Arkansas, you now face a competent team that – if you don't play well, if you play really bad, then they're they're gonna push you. They're gonna push you throughout the entire game. So this you gotta, you know, re-engage, bounce back from the Arkansas game, and offensively, especially the pass game needs to take a substantial step forward from what we saw last week, which I think they can. I think they can if they do, if they, you know, make the right adjustments. All right. Uh, okay. So we a little bit about UAB there. Uh, where do we want to start? Are we doing what we're watching? Players yeah, are watching. Well, we, can, we can do what we're watching. Okay, sorry. Is that what you're watching? That the passing game for LSU has to make a step forward? Is that where we're at right now before they play AM? Yes. Um, I, I keep coming back to every time I think about that Arkansas game, I really want to. I, I'm interested in the offensive line, the bottom line. I, I 
think that UAB will probably try to be aggressive, similar to how Arkansas was, and just try to, you know, make it ugly, make them make a couple mistakes here and there. Um, and if that is the case, I need to see this offense line bounce back. I want to see if they play Garrett Dellinger or if they start Garrett Dellinger, which, um, you know, I don't, again, I don't think it's been covered uh, in any of his press conferences, but if, if they start him, if they play him, because he didn't play a single snap last week. And if, you know, if you want to get him going for the AM game, this is the game you got to play him in. So uh, the, the offensive line is really what I'm going to be watching for because they need to have a bounce back game, in my opinion. Okay, let me ask you this then. The narrative a week ago and prior to that was that Garrett Dellinger is one of your five best offensive linemen, but you don't want, I'm not saying you specifically, this was everyone saying, hey, no. do we mess up that chemistry right now? Yeah. Because the O-line's actually played really well against Ole Miss and Bama. Then you go out against Arkansas, they have such a bad game. Are you now at the point where you say, if Garrett Dellinger is healthy, he needs to be back in there? If, Gale, if Garrett Dellinger is 100%, I would like to see him starting. I would like to see him. I just think, because at this point in the year, you have to be preparing. Well, obviously, A&M. You have to be at A&M, 100%, yes. At this point, you have to be looking at big picture beating Georgia and raising your ceiling high enough as an offense, as a team, to be beating Georgia to give yourself a chance at making the playoffs. Like, that's all obviously the ultimate goal. Garrett Dellinger, like we said, in my opinion, might be the most talented offensive lineman they have. And so I, I you you got to give him a chance here. You, whether it's for Miles Frazier, whether it's for Anthony Bradford. I thought Miles Frazier had some really, really poor busts in that Arkansas game. Um which, again, might, might have been a communication issue, maybe not. But I think you got to find a way to get Garrett Dellinger on the field early and often uh, just to see what you have there. I'll go with, for what I'm watching, and I, I'm going to be interested to see Dellinger in the O-line. I want to see the passing game take, take a step forward. And, look, I think that they can because, look, the last time this happened, the only other time this happened this year, the Auburn game. Jaden Daniels is eight for 20, throws for 80 yards. He's a 40% completion. It was ugly. They won, but it was ugly. And everyone then said, Jaden just doesn't have it. He's got to be more aggressive. He's got to be this, that, and the other. He goes out 70% completions against Tennessee. Obviously, they were behind a lot in that game, but he throws for 300. Goes on the road to Florida that next week, throws for 350, again, in the 70% completion range. Comes back home to Ole Miss, throws for 250, 75% completion range. Then the Bama game obviously played phenomenal, rushed for nearly 100. He rushed for a ton in the Ole Miss game, but rushed for close to 100, threw for close to 200, 70% passer, a couple touchdowns against Bama and down the stretch, which were massive, obviously. The two-point conversion, all that, played great. Then he comes out and he's 8 for 15 for 86 with a pick doesn't run for any yards. Essentially, it was the Auburn performance, but it was worse. At least at Auburn, he ran for some yards. It was nothing. So we've seen him have the bad game and then follow it up with four really good ones against better teams than Auburn. So I don't want to see this bad game drag beyond one week. And I'm with you in that this sets up well. UAB ain't a pushover, but they also shouldn't be good enough to give you any trouble getting the passing game going. So. I would think that this is the week that they can, again, bounce back. Bounce back like you did after Auburn. And then you start to play well. If you can put together a good game, you feel a little bit better about A&M. You feel like you're in a rhythm again. You go to College Station next week. You hope to carry that over. 
then you set yourselves up for Atlanta. You're going to Atlanta no matter what. So it's like you said, the focus has to be on one week at a time right now. They need to come out focused, UAB. I'd like to see them execute in the passing game. That would make me feel better about the ability to – like A&M's got a good defense. Like you're going to have to move the ball through the air on A&M's defense. You need to get it going this week. You cannot have two back-to-back weeks of bad quarterback play, which is what it was. Yeah, and um, obviously we've seen this team already struggle on the road, whether it's at Auburn or Arkansas. Um you know, going to, going to A&M, no matter how bad they are, uh, is still going to be um, a challenge that they have to they have to prepare for this week while also preparing for UAB. So, for yeah, for the, for those again, I want to reiterate because there was there was a thread on the board, and you know, it's people make threads all the time, but it's like, do you want to see Walker Howard or Garrett Nussmeier go out there first? And it was like, all right, let's just let's just hope they get a, you know, if they get a three score lead at halftime, I've said this. If they get a three-score lead at halftime against UAB, they have played incredibly well at that point. And so then, then yes, you deserve all of the, um, you know, who's going to play Walker or Nuss. Cool. But in order for them to get that three-touchdown lead early in the game, if, you know, at halftime or even in the third quarter, I think we will have looked at this team and be like, okay, they're up 28-7 to on UAB. We feel good about where they're at. Um, I still think it would probably take more than three touchdowns to get Jaden out of the game before the fourth quarter. But, um, yeah, I think that's, that's an interesting, um, I love, I love these games because people just forget that if the backup actually gets in, that means you're winning by a lot late in the game and they just hand it off. Like, yeah. Unless the backup gets to go in against Southern and then you've turned it over twice and, and while, them, you know, if, they, if they're giving you a green light to throw it all over the field, then you're being kind of risky with it because you know, you're winning by 50 points. So exactly. I exactly. don't think either of those guys are going to be throwing it around the yard come no. Saturday. Anyways, if, if there, yeah, if there's a sub, if there's a change of quarterback, you'll probably see a lot more Noah Kane. That's a running back. So we'll see how that goes. Um, breakout candidates. Okay. Uh, players, offense, players. defense. Yeah. Offense, defense. Uh, we've um, never picked Harold Perkins on defense. Really? Just throw, throwing that out there. I don't think we've ever like said, you know, Harold Perkins is is the guy this week. I think we've always just assumed he's gonna have be like good. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, then uh, I'll choose Harold Perkins for my defense. All right, but I've jinxed Kayshawn all year, so don't I know do that. Um, phenomenal, Harold Perkins, phenomenal. Um, I would think this is a game he could. They could put up some numbers. They're going to run the ball a good bit. Greg Penn's going to need to be good. Baskerville will play a bit. Um, but, yeah, why not? I mean, if, if you're if you're challenging me to choose the most impressive freshman in the country, I will do I it. I am. I'll do I it. Just thought, All right. I just thought it was interesting. Breakout candidate, Harold Perkins. Give me – oh, uh, Are you looking at offense? I think he gets two sacks in this are you looking at? Okay, you're looking at stats. I think he gets two sacks. I mean, at this point, you know, it, for him, it's uh, it's obviously not about this at all for him. But for us, wanting him to get as much national attention as possible, possible, um, I just want him to keep racking up the stats. Just keep racking up the numbers every single week. I don't care if it's in UAB or A&M. Rack up the numbers. And then so that way, at the end of the year, we can be like, this guy is the best freshman in the country. The A&M game will be the fun one for him. He was obviously being a Texas kid, committed there at one time, playing at LSU. Yes. That'll be the so, game. Okay, so I'll go Harold Perkins. Who are you picking on defense? 
I keep I keep coming back to I, I I've picked I've picked him before, but Greg Penn showed last week what Greg Penn I always thought was capable of. And which is why we never came on this podcast with like bench bench Greg Penn, even though a lot of people were talking about Greg Penn being bad. And I I never once said either I also never said Greg Penn was, you know, the best linebacker on this team. He was the best player on this defense, anything like that. I never said anything crazy. We were just kind of waiting. And last week we finally had the breakthrough kind of moment for him. Uh Coach Kelly said that it was basically in part because DeMario Tolan's on his heels, which is great because DeMario Tolan is really, really good. I, I was really high on him coming out of high school. And let's see if that carries over. Let's see if that has a week two, if that continues to this game where they are going to be playing a team that runs the ball a lot. And if Greg Penn, you know, shows out the way he did, he shed, gets off blocks, if he fills gaps, if he – uh, just does his job at a high level like he did last week, I think this defense will be in a good spot. So give me Greg Penn. Um, again, I think I've picked him a couple times before, but I actually feel good about this one. All right now. Uh, offense. Okay, it is senior night. It so is. I'm going to steal the senior. I'm going Jure. Okay. I think Jure Jenkins is going to have all the Gina natives in the house cheering for him. He'll get to run out. It'll be an emotional senior night for him. Um and look, this ain't a bold prediction. Kayshawn, we're in week, what, 10? Or they're eight and two week, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Kayshawn has one touchdown this year. Malik Neighbors has one touchdown this year. Dre has five. So not like I'm going out on a limb here saying that I would think that he could put up a score, maybe two in this one. I think that he will have – I think he comes out of this one with the best touchdown stat line. He's proving himself as a, a nice touchdown machine – scoring one every other game. So I'll, I'll yeah. take it. I think he scores one or two in his senior night. I think I'm going to go the opposite end. I'm going to go freshman. I'm going to go Mason Taylor because um, – No catches asked, last game. No targets last game. Kelly was asked a good question uh, by my um, about Mason Taylor. Asked um, about his, you know, dip in production since the early part of the season. And I think it's obvious, you know, to anybody watching, but uh, still it was a good question to to Kelly because Kelly was basically like, you know, Jaden has basically progressed past the need to hit Mason Taylor on every single check down, like on every single, you know, quick route. Uh, he has progressed past the need for Mason Taylor to be his safety valve two seconds into the drop. And I think with Jaden Daniels trying to get his rhythm back, try to get some easy completions. I think that's where we see Mason Taylor highlighted on a couple of occasions early in the game, put me at like four receptions for about 55 yards for Mason Taylor. So there you go. Let's look but I, I, I just think, I just think he's so important. And whenever Jaden, I think Jaden's going to try to get his rhythm back through Mason Taylor early in the game. So there you go. All right. I'm going to give um, you uh I'll give you the bounce back stats here. Uh, he didn't have a huge game against Tennessee, which, but again, they kind of got out of script there. And had to, I was trying to see after the Auburn game when Jaden didn't play well, did he lean on Mason against Tennessee? But they kind of got behind in that one and Smart. had to push the ball a bit more downfield. Right. Uh, I like the pick. I like the pick. All right. Do you, how, I don't know. I mean, prediction wise, I actually haven't even looked at your, you emailed me your prediction, but um, off the top of my head, 
I don't know where I'm at exactly with this game. Uh, well, in your story, Maddie B, you did have the college football graphs, kind of an advanced stat thing. Oh, yes. They had 28-17. Yes. I think UAB scores I – don't, I don't know if they hit – there's no way UAB hits over at 17. Uh, I just think this – I trust this LSU defense to – real. I mean, we've seen it week after week that they've delivered – um, pretty much. I just trust this LSU defense probably to a fault right now. I just don't think UAB scores two touchdowns. Give me 13 for UAB and give me something like like 31, 35 for North for, for whoa for LSU. So yeah, 31 13. That that that's my def- not official official prediction for the podcast. Which covers, okay. which would be uh, which would be good. I'm looking at what I sent you here. Um, okay, I went going through my Gmail here. All right, LSU UAB prediction. I went 30 to 13. Oh, okay. Look at us. How about that? Look at us. Are you going to stick with that now that you know? No, that I'm going to definitely have to change it. Definitely. Oh no, you got to stick with it. You Our whole board's going to be it. like, y'all just copied each other the whole time. Like, damn. Okay, so we think they cover, but we also think the under hits, which so yes. does that model if it's 28 to yeah. 17. 28 17. What's, what's the total at? 50? I, I think, think it was so at 55. Of, 55? Okay. Thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I would. I think you're going to get two teams that run the ball uh, a lot. 51. I mean, UAB obviously fifty one. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. UAB obviously runs the ball a lot, but it maybe if UAB gets behind, maybe they throw it a little bit more. I if it's fifty one, I'm staying away from it. Uh, fifty five, I liked it a little bit. Um, we're and, we're forty three seem- right now on our prediction. Yeah, but man, you know, late touchdowns. Scare me. Turnovers scare me uh, from UAB's perspective. If LSU can get maybe force them into some passing downs and force Hopkins maybe just make a throw he's not comfortable with. Um, Let again, me ask this. This might be a good way to split this game. Go ahead. Do you think LSU's winning comfortably at half? By double digits. That's a great question. Um, do I think they're up? Double digits at halftime, like 10. So, like 17 to 7. 14, nothing, anything. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I honestly, and I I hate giving cop-out answers on podcasts because I hate listening to them. But, man, I do not know the answer to that question. I'd have to really think about that. What do you you think? I think they will be. I think that despite not starting fast in a number of games – I think there's got to be a sense of urgency coming out of Arkansas that you've got to go out, put it together on the first few drives, get some points. I think defensively they're in a nice rhythm, right? I don't think UAB is going to be rolling up and down the field on a healthy LSU defense. I'll say if this would be a great time for them to, you know, flip the script on their uh, slow starts. Like if you can just come out this game and, score a touchdown on the opening drive and get a stop and not saying you got to blow them out 28-0 in the first quarter but if you can just you know be up 7-0 at the end of the first quarter I mean that would be a great um change of the tide considering what we've seen the past you know the entire season so um I just I just struggle to to expect that at this point you know this team kind of is what they are um second quarter 
I think they maybe could do it, put it together a couple touchdown drives. But uh yeah, I I don't think I would expect them to be up double digits going to going to half. Maybe that's a pessimist because ten is very realistic, but I think it'll be tough. I think it'll be tough for a half and then pull away in the second half. I'm actually on the opposite end. I think they might go up and then kind of just cruise. And then cruise? Okay. Good. So we got 30-13 in different ways. That's good. That's right. That's, that's I'm on good. the cruising end of the 30-13. to 13. You're at strong start, slow end. I'm on yeah, slow end. Yeah, just kind of just getting to, get into the locker room after halftime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're up. Get out of there injury-free. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. All right. Um, is there anything else we want to hit on? I think we touched on everything. Um, oh, yeah. I, I want to shout, shout out, out to everyone. Yeah, everyone. Shout out to everyone. I mean, every every I, I was just I was just going through the roster right now. Um, yeah, I, I think we I think we've covered pretty much everybody. I mean, secondary is going to be what the secondary is. I think we know what they're going to give us game in game out. Uh, defensive line wise, Jaquel and Roy had a, the best game of the season or his. Probably his best game of the season against Arkansas and Alabama. I mean, so did or, Savion Jones. Yeah, Savion Jones. So again, defensive lines hitting its stride. Uh, linebackers. I mean, the defense as a whole is kind of just really clicking at this point. It helps when you have Harold Perkins in there, just completely messing everything up for the the opposing offense. This game to me comes down to the offense for LSU's offense. Can it bounce back? Can it put it together at all three uh, all three levels? And um, that's what we'll see. That's what we'll see. Well, shout out to everyone who's been subscribing on YouTube. Yes. Subscribing to the site for a dollar for a year. We've hit another milestone there. It's been an awesome stretch. Keep hitting the yes. like button. Subscribe. Man, man. Shout out, everyone. Shout out everyone to everyone. Putting, all in, the uh, milestones. putting in the work. We're hitting all the milestones this week. YouTube on the actual site. Uh, again, dollar for a year. Get your hat. We always get like three comments on the YouTube every time to be like, where do I get my hat? I subscribed. Drop go ahead the link. Leave. Yeah, go ahead and, um, you know, keep keep sending those. Or you can check the board. And I think we, the thread is still relatively high to how to get your, your founder's hat. But, yeah, it's a nice hat. It's a nice hat. We don't we don't sell anything fake. Um, high but, end. And it's yeah, free. High end. And free. Best free hat you're ever going to get. I promise you that best free hat you're ever going to get so all right um but that's all we have like shay said subscribe to the channel leave a like comment share all that good stuff if you're listening on the on the um, audio side apple spotify leave us a five-star rating and review it really helps us out um send it to a friend like i said um and let us know what you think on our board in the comments how much do you think lsu wins by uh what do you think the final score will be and um yeah let's let's do this one more game and then a&M on the road, and then we're in Atlanta. And we will be back here on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple, however you're digesting this podcast, Saturday night after the game. It's going to be late. It'll be 8 p.m. kick, but we'll probably do it after the game. Knock it out. Probably. Probably. We're, we're, we're young, you know. That's right. <laughs> you got to go. There you go. All right. Uh, thank you all for joining us, and we'll talk to you all later. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.